0: This is The Friendship File, where we flip open the blueprints behind some of the world's most important relationships. The ones we have with our friends. Two friends have each been sent the same set of questions. They've recorded their responses on their own and without consulting. Here is the combination of their answers. This time, Rudy and Megan.
1: My name's
2: Megan. I'm Rudy. I'm 55. I'm 63. I've known Rudy and I've known since Megan. 1984, 1984. Which makes it 36 years ago.
0: Describe the very first moments you remember seeing them.
2: I remember seeing Megan for the first time about a week after I arrived in South Africa. It was a get together of the students of second year third and fourth year at UCT Drama Department, who came back from holiday. Uh, because
1: we were starting rehearsals of a production of the book and we'd all arrived a little bit early.
2: She arrived late. You know when there's a gust of wind and the door opens and hits the wall and the wind comes in and just takes over the place? That was it. We
1: were completely surprised with this little skinny Israeli man with his little round glasses on who had been fetched from Israel to come and co-direct the production.
2: I liked her, her bubbliness. I liked what she brought in with her. That was my first impression. A bubbly storm.
1: I have a striking memory of having seen him for the first time and I fell completely in love with him. When did that
0: click happen? The moment you thought, yeah, I like you.
2: I honestly think that the first click happened um, at the very same moment when she came in. And uh, I think that it was mainly because she felt so different um, to the others. I think probably after our second
1: or, or third rehearsal, um, we were at somebody's flat and Rudy played the guitar and sang... And that just killed me. That was the moment of like, hmm, this guy. And he was the most poetic human being I'd ever met in my whole life.
2: We just spoke. And in in, in fact, what was interesting is that um, having been in Cape Town about a week, um, it was the first time that I spoke to somebody who, although did not speak Hebrew, felt um, like an Israeli um, in a sense that she was uh, very open. And um, she didn't uh, She didn't address me with any kind of small talk.
0: What is your thing? The thing you do when you get together?
1: We either eat or drink. We used to drink alcohol. And now we drink, drink coffee, coffee,
2: which we both love. And
1: we talk. We talk. And we talk. We talk and we talk. Literally for hours. And we check in and we double check
2: in and we... Talk about... The books we read, the movies we saw, And we talk theatre. Productions we um, saw on stage. And we talk film. We've never agreed on a single movie. The movies she recommended, I knew I shouldn't even bother to buy tickets to.
1: Politics, personal.
2: Plot, new ideas, new project. Um, she's an engine of creativity and I, um, I I love it.
0: What are your nicknames for each other?
1: Rudy calls I me call Mame. her Meg,
2: And when I write it, it will be M-A-H, it's small letters.
1: And I call him Rudy Noddle Noodle,
2: or Roots. I think she calls me Roots. Um, and of course, uh, being Nadlin near, Megan is the one who invented the noodles. What is their best quality? First of all, clarity. She has an absolute c- a clear view of, of any issue, whether we talk about it or whether we argue about it. I will hear from her exactly what... She wants to say what she thinks.
1: Rudy's best quality is his loyalty. And because he's so bright and full of ideas and thoughts, he can work a situation into a million different portions just so that he can be loyal.
2: Uh, the other thing that I love about it is her creativity. She can she can make an opera from a carrot and a, a grating implement in the kitchen.
1: And then of course his second quality is that he has got the most unique brain. I love Rudy's brain and um, I'm always interested in everything he says. What is it about them that drives you mad?
2: It doesn't drive me mad, but I often am worried about her take on life when she goes into big public spats and I'm always worried that she's gonna get hurt. I uh, don't always agree with her views. And uh, we we, we definitely argue about things, but I I don't think there's anything in her that makes me mad as in, you know, frothing in the mouth.
1: Now, what drives me mad about Rudy is that he refuses to listen to me when I give him advice like go walking or do this or do that. He's very, very, very bad at doing the thing that um, I tell him to do makes me nuts.
0: What do you think it is about you that drives them mad?
2: I'm honestly not sure what in me drives her mad. Maybe some of my uh, taste in movies. Um, I love musicals. She hates them.
1: The thing that drives Rudy absolutely nuts about something that I do is that he can send me a, a text message or a WhatsApp and I will reply in one word. Because I'm succinct and because I like being clear... And Rudy cannot stand it. That's how I like to communicate. If the answer is yes, then yes.
0: Talk about a time they really came through for you.
2: I know that it's 36 years of coming through for me, always available Um, when, um, for example, when my wife was very, very sick, uh, over time, quite a few um, hospitalizations, Meg was always the one who would phone and say, is there anything that you need? Whenever I needed something, she was there, rather give me a lift to hospital and wait for me while I... um, while I um, went under some procedures. I just noticed that both examples are hospitalizations, but um, yeah, it's the ongoing presence of a friend having my back and knowing that even when she doesn't agree with me, um, she's not judging.
1: Rudy has come through for me at this particular point in my life in the hugest possible way. I'm going through some deeply, deeply personal stuff and have really needed my friends um and have really needed Rudy in particular and he has been the most devoted loyal available um committed concerned and powerful friend and I don't know that I would have survived this particular time in my life without him. Have
0: you ever had a fight?
2: No, I can't remember fights. Um, I remember arguments, uh, you know, uh, but it's always an argument about something that we agree or disagree about. Uh, Not really a full-on fight.
1: I can't remember if we've had a fight or not. I'd be surprised if we haven't, but we certainly haven't had like a standoff and we definitely haven't had a forribble. Um That doesn't mean that we've always been um, totally in each other's pockets. We've gone through phases of our lives where we haven't spent that much time together. But I don't think we've had a fight.
0: Give an example of your shared language, the sort of stuff that only
1: you get. Initially, when I first met Rudy, his accent was very, very strong. And he would... Tr- t- try and pick up on sort of South Africanisms or South African ways of saying things. He often sounded completely hilarious, like you would say, um movement, because that's what he thought we were saying. And um he once did take a rehearsal. Um <laughs> and he told us that we all needed to be ships in a Greek chorus. But he told us to be ships and we all thought he meant us to be sheep. But Rudy's got such a brilliant turn of phrase, and he's got so many made-up words.
2: There's a lot of words that we find together that that relate to our theatre, love and passion for theatre. So, for example, I always find that the surname Cumberbatch is ridiculous. And for a long time, I couldn't, I couldn't remember. It was Cauliflower, it was Cumberstum, it was whatever... Um, Megan is um, fighting (laughs) or struggling with the surname um, M. Night Shyamalan. So she has her own version, which I can't even remember. So when we find something that we can't um, describe, it will be a Kambushtom or a shamalpots or similar.
0: What do you envy about them?
1: The quality that I envy the most about Rudy is that If he has a righteous sense that he is right, um, then he's unwavering. He genuinely does not care what other people think. And it's the most genuine not caring. And I absolutely envy that quality. And I also think it's something I strive for, but am not very successful at.
2: I don't have anything to do with envy in our relationship. There's things that I'm amazed at. Her creativity is literally on tap. She can switch on into creative mode. She can write a beautiful short story uh, in half a day. She can write a play in a week and a half. And she's very, very, very well focused. My creativity takes longer to actualize. Again, I always think about her as a Porsche. I'm much more of a a, a heavy-loaded train.
0: What have they done that has surprised you?
2: I'm surprised in a good way at how quickly and effortlessly um, she turns to help people in need that she doesn't even know. So during the corona disaster, Megan started a project where people can um just contribute three hundred fifty rand a month to a family that really needs the money, and she got it going. The surprise is in her, in the fact that she sees it. She looks around. She sees there's so many things that come at us. She's able to discern and find points um, of of support.
1: What Rudy has done that surprised me the most was that he fell in love with cricket. Like of all the things that an Israeli person could do is fall in love with cricket and really fell in love with cricket and that is one of the things that we love doing together is actually going to the cricket yeah the two of us can actually sit at a five-day game for five days and chat when are they at their happiest
2: i think she is at her happiest when she does uh creative work when she works um on a play when she works with um, the improv groups, teachers, participates. I think improvisation um, is, a, is a gift to me because it allows her madness to be channelled um, and her creative force uh, to be used. She's very, very funny.
1: Rudy is at his happiest talking. Chat, tell stories, uh, reminisce, uh, what if, go into the space of, of dialogue. I, th- I think that that's when he's the happiest. And also I think, yeah, I think hanging out with his kids makes him extremely happy too.
0: Is there anything you've always wanted to apologise to them for or to explain but have never got round to it?
2: The one time, the one place that I wanted to apologize was when um, Megan's mum passed away and she came back. It was right in the middle of a week and um, there were definitely reasons for um, not seeing her for a few days. Um, There was sickness in her family and so on, but really I wasn't there for her. I didn't go to see her and uh, to just... Give her a hug and say how sorry I am. Uh, There's something I really always wanted to apologize for.
1: I've always wanted to apologize for not getting to Ruth's wedding. I don't remember why I didn't go. I think it was more a case of me not being able to get there on my own, and so I, it just it didn't seem like something that I was going to be able to do. But that's the one thing that I would love love to actually apologize for that I haven't.
0: If they were a food, what food would they be?
2: A winter soup, definitely. And uh, being vegan, it has to be a vegan wild mushroom stroganoff soup. I think that's perfect. It's got layer, it's got taste, it's got warmth, and it's wild. If
1: Rudy was a food, he would be hummus and all the salads that go with it, and the pita, and that's him. That's the food. If they suddenly
0: disappeared from this world, what is the one thing that you would lose that you cannot get anywhere else?
2: Oh, it's very clear that uh, if, God forbid, she disappears from the world, from my life, uh, it will be like I lost a limb. Um, It's going to be an emotional limb in the sense of being able to confine in someone and, and, and feel supported. It will be a creative limb in terms of being able to sit down and just throw the most incredible mad ideas and see how they run. And it will be a physical limb of knowing that there's someone that can take care of my children if I disappear. Uh, Banish the thought.
1: Uh, If Rudy suddenly disappeared from this world, I actually can't even imagine that. I particularly cannot imagine that right now but I would definitely lose someone who understood me in a most particular way. I would lose the person who literally does not judge me on any single level, and who really, really, really 100% sees me, and it would be a terrible loss.
0: Before anyone else heard the answers to the questions the friends got a chance to listen to each other and to react
1: I've spent the whole day thinking about this lovely sort of conversation and just how how tickled I am by it and how affirming it is just thinking about really as a friend and the journey we've travelled and I don't think there was anything that kind of surprised me or, or stood out for me because I think we are so completely open with each other and we always tell each other everything.
2: I felt very moved by her love and her support and the positive, open feeling that that comes through when she when she talks um, about me.
1: I love the parts where. Um, <laughs> Where we literally said exactly the same thing and we almost had similar inflections. You know, I think that when two people talk in the same style, you can pretty much guess that they're on the same page.
2: That theme of being in each other's rhythm, each other's grid, each other's radar space is totally crucial to any friendship, but especially to this one.
0: Thank you for listening to this entry into The Friendship File. It was produced by me, Jane Morgan, and the music was composed by James Lancaster. You can find The Friendship File on Apple Podcasts or in all the usual places, so please subscribe, review and rate us. Plus, you can find the questions, photos of the friends and other interesting stuff on our website, thefriendshipfile.com. You'll also find our contact details, so you can get in touch if you and a friend would like to take part in a future episode or if you've got any suggestions for good questions that we can add to the list. James Lancaster is part of Walkring, and you can find more of their music on Spotify and Apple Music. The Friendship File is a podcast
1: production. Till next time, goodbye.